Welcome to While Doing Laundry, a podcast for parents with mountains of laundry and a heart for change. I'm your host, Emily Edwards, and I'll be your guide on this weekly ethical exploration of parenthood. I'm a nurse, a mom, and a fierce advocate for choice. When I became a parent, I quickly realized I had overestimated how much I knew about anything that actually mattered and underestimated the sheer volume of laundry I would have to deal with. So if you're anything like me, I'm ready to challenge those old beliefs, learn new ways to view the world, and finally feel like you're embracing the massive, messy transformation that is parenthood, don't go anywhere. Grab your laundry basket and some earbuds, and let's get started listening to this week's episode. It's Emily, your birth experience expert. This week, we are going to be chatting about something that recently happened and that is ongoing, and it has bumped my exciting episode all about the three top books I highly suggest you read while pregnant um, to next week, because this issue seemed a lot more pressing, a lot more important, and a lot more timely to cover right now. And that is the topic of racism within birth work and especially within birth worker education and certifications. There is a mixture of listeners. I know there are some of you out there who are parents or pregnant people who are learning more about their options and how to navigate that experience. And I also know there are a lot of professionals listening to this podcast as well. People who are wanting to challenge the way that they're doing things, push the status quo, and really expand and explore ethically what they're doing here, hence uh, the podcast. So this is certainly going to be one of those deep conversations. And again, it's coming back to racism in birth work. And why this is a really important topic for us to be exploring right now, ever at all, is the fact that I need to make it really clear and establish the fact that the work that I do and the ability that I have to support people in their experiences of pregnancy and postpartum and birth has been built on the work, the knowledge, the experience the intuition, the gifts of Black people of color, Indigenous people, and those communities were pillaged for my profit. And it has been something that I've personally really grappled with a lot since, I would say, probably September of this past year. And especially looking at what my purpose and what my place is here within this whole birth world, birth work spectrum space. Because honestly, as an observer of what is happening right now in this last week, which I will fill you in shortly around what's happening still in 2021. And I wish I could say I'm surprised, but I'm not. How this situation is playing out is very typical. And this episode is going to be focused on exploring why why we need to talk about this openly and why we need to be outraged by what is happening. I really hope this episode will also open your eyes to the very clever 
performative marketing that is happening right now that is really taking advantage and monopolizing on anti-racist and anti-oppression work. And yeah, buckle up. Here we go. If you don't know anything about birth work or doula education and certification, I'm going to give you a quick rundown. As in any other kind of professional space or hobby space, you have a variety of players um, at the table, but you always have your big players. Those are larger organizations who have, it's a business that they're able to provide education, uniform education, and then certification to individuals who meet their criteria. As you can imagine, there are benefits and downfalls to this setup. Definitely having a uh, consistent approach to education, a growing database of evidence to, to support the efficacy of not only your training, but also of the people who are utilizing your training. All of those things, they, they seem like great things. And like I said, there's some big players and then you have some mid-level players and then you have a lot of smaller kind of independent people. And below that you have I what I would say are experts or independent educators in very specific fields. So here in Canada, two big um, players, and I'll actually say you know, the second would be an international player as well, would be Doula Canada and Bevo Mia. So those are two organizations that are here to train the people who can support you in this journey. And both of those organizations of late have been very focused on that anti-oppression work, that anti-racist work, inclusion. They have offered programs. They have shown this in their marketing and it seemed really good on the surface. I have to admit, I had considered actually applying for scholarships and um, apply or taking some of their smaller courses uh, soon. And it came well recommended by people I trusted. And what so what is happening here is we're noticing a trend in the way companies are marketing just like the sustainable living or the green uh, movement and there's greenwashing where companies really made that a big part of their marketing um, you also saw this in a the buy local sphere or canadian made or canadian brands when in fact those canadian brands were made elsewhere um, in other countries that's a really sneaky one i definitely suggest actually you check out some of your uh, favorite canadian underwear brands check out where they're made and find out do they line up with what you thought this is something that i've learned in the last year or so that you cannot take that surface presentation of something. You need to dig a little bit deeper because what we're what I'm finding, what I'm seeing right now is the fact that anti-racism work, um, anti-oppression work, or a very inclusive, safe space um, is being used and weaponized as a marketing tool. And so companies, instead of actually rebuilding their company structure, their company culture, their values, and really integrating that true, you know, doing the work and then implementing the work. Um, they are just latching on to bringing different bodies into their feeds, bringing different expressions of 
gender and sexuality and couples. And like, it's, you can see it. You can see how blatant it is once you shine a light on it. And especially then when you, you look at what their, maybe what is their company makeup? What does their internal structure look like? Do they, do they employ anyone who, who isn't white? At their senior leadership, look and see what that team looks like. That team represent what they are preaching. What I want to cover next is the idea of intuition when it comes to digging deeper and looking beyond the surface with different companies or individuals that you're wanting to work with, um, or somebody you want to hire, whatever. Use your intuition, listen to your gut. There was a really great discussion last week on my Instagram and my stories. I had shared a number of films and Princess and the Frog brought up a lot of comments. And one of the best ones um, in my DMs was from Cheyenne, who listed out an absolutely exquisite explanation of all of the things wrong with that film and all of the reasons why we need to look beyond the surface and not just take that surface level representation as acceptable. And the interesting part about that overall discussion was the number of people who came forward after and said, I always felt like something was off about that movie, or there was something really wrong with the fact that she had to be or basically every single point that Cheyenne had brought up, people reached out and expressed that they had some sort of gut feeling around that as well. And gut feeling is your intuition. And that's you recognizing that something is wrong with that situation. And in this case, it's racist image, imagery, it's racist narrative. The whole thing is really wrong. Bringing this back to doula training certification organizations is if you had a little kind of nagging feeling at all that something wasn't right, I encourage you to dig deeper. This is a question I actually am asked quite often is who are you certified with? Are you certified? Why not? All of this. And honestly, the story that I'm about to share is the reason why I'm not certified with any organization at this point. I will be. And I found an organization that doesn't align much more closely with my core values, but up until this point, nothing felt right. And it is because I did not want to learn in a space that was led by white women. Why would I want to be part of an organization that does not reflect what my core values are? I want to learn from a diverse group of people and really supporting the idea of a a white-led organization no longer jives. When it comes down to it for me, it's that I want to support organizations who reflect my core values. Yet I haven't found one of those up until birthing advocacy. And I've been following their growth for a while and it really has been inspiring. And it's been inspiring to follow their students and see what they're doing because it's really the stuff that I want to do. And it's really that genuine, authentic space of 
you know, it's a welcoming space of learning and growth and safety. And what is happening right now at the hands of the leaders of the big Canadian fluid training organizations is nothing but absolute bullshit. It's bullshit what is happening. And I wish I could say I'm surprised, but I'm not. So in a nutshell, I do not want to take this story and retell it as my own. I highly suggest you go to the show notes and check out Kenya's Instagram for a full, every piece of information you need regarding this. I really, if you don't follow the, their account already, please do. I have been a longtime follower. Watch this account grow. Watch this human being grow as an educator and as a real leader and a real voice in this space. And to find out that their work, their life's work, so their lived experience, their story, plus their intellectual property was taken and used by these organizations who never actually ended up with a person. They actually hired a white person to fill that role. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, what's ridiculous is how they're responding to it because it is like the most classic case of that fearful white feminist response. And if you go to either of their websites and you read the, the statements that they've made regarding this, um, they have turned this into the fact that these companies have been victimized by this individual, which is a classic tactic to make them seem as if they're the ones under fire. You saw this with um, Jessica Mulroney in the summer, and you saw it when she had an attempt at a comeback as well. And you see these women who, who think they're not racist because they were raised to be colorblind, and maybe they have one or two Black friends, and or they, they've read some books, on their own and talked about it with their white friends and their white colleagues and they offer scholarships to people who they feel perhaps are less fortunate than they are. They don't see this as a, a growth opportunity because you see then that those scholarships and that financial support is weaponized when they are at fault challenged by that scholarship recipient. So you can tell right then and there that scholarship is not offered out of genuine desire for bettering an individual. It's given as a, a tool to use and then hold power over someone or attempt to. One of the reasons I really highly suggest, like even pause this episode and just go check out Kenya's account right now and get caught up on the details because it it needs to be heard from the person who's experienced it. But what I can talk about is the fact that we don't talk about this enough as white parents, as white women, as white cis women. Um, we don't talk about this enough as business owners, as leaders, we're not talking about it enough and we need to because this happens every day. 
stealing intellectual property and lived experience of other people happens a whole lot. And it's not, it is not ours to take. The crazy thing is, the, the reason I'm not surprised is because I've had the opportunity to hear this story from many people in many different forms. I know that there is a real threat to people who speak up and speak out against this type of racism in the creative space, in the education space, really any sector, honestly, any sector, but especially when it comes to the creation of something new or unique or novel, such as Kenya's course, which is called Birthing Beyond the Binary. And that is something that is going to change the face of delivery of care, I think, across not only birth work, but multiple sectors. I actually got connected to their account through my work in long-term care because I wanted to find ways to be more diverse in providing care to the aging population. And that is why we need to recognize who has created this work. We need to pay them and compensate them for their work. We cannot then spin the story and make that individual seem hostile, disgruntled, angry, threatening by downplaying the harm that they have caused by using phrases such as harm we may have caused when in fact that this story is is not unbelievable it is not far-fetched it is not one that really needs any explanation other than the fact that someone has come forward with their story and it needs to be believed it makes you uncomfortable to listen to this podcast because you are a white woman leading something I am going to invite you right now to head to the show notes and sign up for the upcoming book club. I've been trying to figure out exactly what I want to do or how I'm going to tackle this or how I can help. And honestly, all I can say is I know that I don't want to be the CEO, the founder of another white-led Canadian doula training certification organization. I can tell you that right now because we have more than enough of those. What I would like to do, though, is start the conversation about how dangerous and how really toxic, yet so prevalent, white feminism is within our spaces parenting space, everything from the way we are marketed to pregnancy and fertility even. Oh God, goodness, I'm just starting to read Healing the Black Body and the fact that there are individuals who there's so much money pumped into the, the fertility business for white couples to be able to procreate and that there are so many restrictions and criminal aspects to reproduction for black women. It's insane. And if you didn't know that, highly suggest grabbing that book. 
That's not where we're starting, though, for this book club. Um, that is for another day down the road. As I say, as a healthcare provider, I cannot believe how that was not a mandatory. So we're going to start with White Feminism. This is a book written by Koa Beck, who is a Canadian author. And I was first introduced to this book by my friend Nadine. Nadine has always been someone to keep me on my toes when it comes to staying ahead of the curve in trying to be inclusive, trying to keep up with anti-racist work and really understand where my place is in all of this. I'm not promising anything polished and formal, but what I can promise is a really great discussion. The discussion will be heavily moderated. It will be a safe space and it will be a space where honest, frank discussion will be will be fostered because the tagline alone is from the suffragettes to influencers and who they leave behind. I know enough people that I need more than my two hands to count that I would like to invite personally to come and read this book, um, either because I love them so much and I cannot wait to hear their thoughts on this. Um, because I value their insight, because I think maybe they need to be challenged a little bit more than they currently are, or quite frankly, because I think they really need to read this and get their head out of their ass. Because if we're going to move forward as parents, raising our kids for what we hope is some sort of better world, then we need to start doing that work ourselves. And we need to understand what role we play, even now, even when we think we've done the work. I have been asked a lot, do you think that you are free of racism? Or do you think that you are somebody who doesn't have it because of your family? And I say, absolutely fucking not. If anything, I need to be working twice as hard. I can say that I have you know, witnessed experience of their lived experience. But other than that, no, I come with all of the same pre-programming as any other white Canadian female. And it's pretty scary. Again, when you see right now what is playing out on social media, that that is what I was pre-programmed for. And I think that having a conversation around this book as a community, will be really powerful. Ideally, what I would like to do is turn this into some sort of fundraiser. So in the show notes, you can subscribe to get the podcast episode sent right to your inbox so you never miss an episode. So when there's more info about this very vague book club fundraiser, you'll be the first to know. But yeah, I, I would love to be able to use this as a fundraiser to then host a speaker's panel at the end of it where we can invite speakers like Kenya. I would love to be able to host, host them and hear their story and compensate them well because I really think they need a platform to have this heard because not only, like I said, is their work so incredibly valuable in and of itself, but this experience and the documented experience that they're having with these organizations who 
kind of self-proclaimed to be leading educators in the inclusive space, that story needs to be out there and we really need to learn from it. What I need you to do right now is go and check out King Yao's account. Follow them. Follow along in this. Show up if you happen to be a member of either of those organizations. Show up to whatever town hall or whatever open forum event they have and voice your concern. Voice your concern on their social media pages. I'm not suggesting that either of these organizations be canceled. What I am suggesting is you demand answers for this really ridiculous situation. It's embarrassing, to be honest. Sitting here as a Canadian birth worker, watching this play out, it's embarrassing. And I wanted to make it very clear that my alliance lies with the community behind Kenya. I believe them. I believe their story. And I believe that they have experienced this harmful treatment from organizations that are really supposed to to help people. Thanks for listening to Wild Doing Laundry. I hope you're feeling enlightened and your own pile of clothing is a little bit smaller. If you love what you heard, it would mean so much to me if you hit subscribe and left a quick rating and review so more people just like you can explore parenthood while doing laundry.